Thanks to our sponsor today, Arbalest, the UK's leading business finance broker for the Arb industry. If you're looking to finance a new or used machine, get an instant finance estimate from Arbalest. Find hundreds of trusted machines at arbalest.co.uk or source a machine yourself from any dealer or private seller. Arbalest will spread the cost of ownership with competitive affordable monthly payments at a market-leading low fixed rate. Play online 24-7 at arbalest.co.uk. Arbalest is 100% impartial and 100% Arb. Thanks to our sponsor today, Arbalest, the UK's leading business finance broker for the Arb industry. If you're looking to finance a new or used machine, get an instant finance estimate from Arbalest. Find hundreds of trusted machines at arbalest.co.uk or source a machine yourself from any dealer or private seller. Arbalest will spread the cost of ownership with competitive affordable monthly payments at a market-leading low fixed rate. Play online 24-7 at arbalest.co.uk. Arbalest is 100% impartial and 100% Arb. Welcome to episode 22 of the All Things Are podcast. We've extended our trip in Wales and headed inland by about 20 minutes and we've landed at Cutting Edge. Yeah. I'm like a kid in a candy shop today, mate. That's uh, not, not too bad in here, is it? It's Look. not. I'm joined by Alan. I've not even asked you your last name. James. Alan James. Al- Alan James. You said you said announcer with the I, didn't you, before? Yeah, Alan. Say it with an I, as it were. Alan's Jones. Uh, Alan's Jones. A- Alan James. <laughs> Alan James. Oh, what a great way to start off the podcast. Anyway, mate, thank you very much for letting no us come worries. down. I've just spent about 20 minutes literally picking everything up going, oh, yeah, I like this. Oh, I want this. I want this as shiny, well. Shiny, shiny, isn't it? That's what it's all about. It is. So my first question I ask to everyone, how did you get started in the industry? Well, it's not as glamorous as all the other guys you've had on before, but I was looking after chainsaws and equipment for the local ARB guy. Uh, he was packing up. And he said, you want to buy my wood chipper? And I was like, yeah. Bought the chipper. At the time, I was doing more hedges and garden waste, that sort of stuff. Chipper was then a great way to get rid of all of that rather than going to the local tip. Started off with the chipper, doing my own stuff. Ended up on one job then where there was a climber, subbing in for somebody else, as it were. That climber got chatting to him. We then started working together yeah. and just went from there, really. What was your first chipper? Because I've noticed the... Uh, yeah, the Timberwolf 150 out the front Not there. a force. No, no, that, that's what the guy <laughs> had. Um, he's lived outside most of its life, so to say it's got a bit of character would be the yeah. uh, best way to describe a it. A bit of rust. A little bit of rust. <laughs> it's just had uh, quite a bit of welding last week because there were more holes in it than a tea bag. <laughs> So it was like, right, no, I need to get that sorted out now. So, yeah, it, it's done me proud. There is something on the shopping list, but it'll have to wait for a little bit. Is it orange and black by It any is orange and black, yes. And, and tracks, maybe. Oh, going to track. how can you go with the track option? Do you do much? Um, well, work? I've got one eye on re- higher. So yeah. I've got, I'll keep the Timberwolf. It's had... It's a bit like Trigger's broom at the moment. <laughs> N- new axle. It's had loads of engine parts. You know, it, it's getting that point now is, well, if I start spending, I've yeah. got to keep spending on it. So I'd gone to a job. Uh, the climber was in for me. He stood at a different angle to me. He said, what's that big line across the front of your axle, Al? And looked underneath. Great big split then. Run across the front of the axle to say I drove very slowly home would yeah. be an understatement. So it was like, right, if I spend, that's it, it's staying. So 
It would be um, painted up now. It's all in grey primer at the moment, but keep that. And then I thought, well, track chipper will open up new windows and then possible look at hire it out then because it's got to pay for itself. Yeah. So I can't be everywhere doing everything. So it's like, right, well, start hiring equipment start out hiring now. So where did the name Cutting Edge come from? Was it just well, a case of, oh, I've got this name, I quite like it, or did a lot in, of work In my going? previous employment, there was, uh, we had like the warehouse for booking in and all the rest of it, and we were chatting away, and we, I said, right then, boys, I've got to come up with a name and all the rest of it. So we were all just kind of throwing names around, and one of my mates, Roar, you've got to give him credit, Yeah. he said, uh, what about Cutting Edge Mechanics out? I was like, because I think we were unboxing a still delivery at the time, I was like, cutting edge mechanics. I was like, I said, Rory, I said, I think you got it there. Yeah. So he does wind me up every so often. It's like, you know, when am I going to get my uh, my free chainsaw, free this, <laughs> just for coming up with your business name? It's like, yeah, once I've got big enough, then maybe I'll sort you out with something. I've heard a few people who have just gathered together down the pub and went, all right, we're just going to call it ABC Tree Services. It's one of the best ways to come up with a business, yeah. is to uh, come up with the business names to get your friends involved. Yeah. To go well, with we it. were just stood in the warehouse and we were just, you know, we were come trying all different things. I and mean, then I'm sure he was unboxing a still delivery and he had a chain in his hand or something. Yeah. And he came up with cutting edge mechanics. And then it was funny, I saw some of his still stuff. They had like uh, some caps and stuff branded up as cutting edge technology or something. I was like, oh, it's got to be good. Even still are getting yeah. close to it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, behind us, we've got a vast array of products. We've got saw pods, which I absolutely love. The throw pods, a couple of cask lids, tree hog stuff. I've never really seen anyone get the tree hog stuff in. Well, it, it's a start. You've got to have something, you know. What I've learned since looking at suppliers, no matter what you get, the next person wants something else. Yeah. You get that in, the next person who walks in wants something else. <laughs> so it is building up slowly. You know, it might be... We'll have to see how it goes, really. Did you ever expect it to go where it is now with everything? Because you've got a vast array of all sorts around us. It's been hard graft. I had kind of envisaged a great big shiny opening one day. Yeah. And then I realised, hang on now, everything's pro forma everyone's got to be paid for before it gets in so it is literally right approach different suppliers get them on board pay them yeah stock arrives get it out and then there's a window then of work like crazy get the turnover going right got a bit of savings now i have no life outside of work <laughs> it is work and that is what i spend my money on it's like right get more stock in another brand another brand just to build it up to a point there, I'll never be as big as the big boys, as it were. Oh, you never know. This is it. Everybody well, starts start. somewhere, and it is literally just, right, one supplier in, paid the bills, and it yeah. is nice. I look at the bank and can go, well, actually, I've paid them. What's left now is mine, yeah. plus the stock. So then I need, I need the customers, I need return over, and then just start working through then. But having the stuff on the shelf and the i you know i'll answer my phone any time of the day and it's a couple of times it's been oh the boys need a new pair of boots tomorrow morning what time are you opening what time do i need to open yeah i reply oh half seven yeah i'll meet you in the morning in they come pair of boots on and off to work they go so it's 
being flexible for people is like what was it like when you got your first pallet delivery when the shutters lifted up and it landed did you go oh christ there's about 10 grand that need to shift now well, well i think the first lot which arrived with the armor guard strimmer racks and i nearly killed myself putting the other one up <laughs> because it weighed a ton i built it on the floor and yeah. i was like I need to stand this up now. So I had to get the lads from the other units in opposite just to help me flip the thing up. But I think the still stuff's coming quite slowly. You know, that's just normal deliveries now. But it was quite good when the um, Arbitec and the Aspen all arrived. I think it was all in the space of a week. Both came on board, both paid for. And it was yeah. like, right, here we go. This is a start actually ticking things off on the old delivery sheet which was yeah. uh so go it, it, did it feel like you went right i've ordered everything okay when it arrives it'll feel like a real business yeah and definitely well the axes which arrived at, and setting up the business has been so timing has been horrific with yeah. i've heard them all brexit then it was covid the boat stuck in the sewers and it's just locked out after lockdown it's been oh it's been hard work hard graft so, like, what other brands are you looking to get in throughout the years? Because we've got Soapod Tree Hog, Aspen, which we'll talk about later. I've got Arbortech. you got got you retailing the Armour Guard stuff yeah, as well? Yeah, retailing I'm the Armour Guard. I'm a big fan of the Armour Guard stuff. I, I don't know why people don't spend more on the security. We could do the yeah. data tag kits as well. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. unfortunately, this stuff is what people like to steal. Yeah. One, the Armour Guard Strimmer accident. For me, if I had a big company with a few lads working, I'd want to see everything hung up at the end of the day. So yeah. you know then, right, that hasn't been left on site. Where's the 362? Where's the 500i? It's not left in the back of a chip truck type of thing. Everything's up, locked away. And it is as simple as there's, there's, there it all is. I know where it is. Yeah. Close it, lock it. Because you've got one done. on each side at the moment. And over that one over there, we've got, what, three, four strimmers in it, two chain, three chainsaws, yeah. a hedge cutter. So that lot are the customer orders, or not customer orders, repairs, etc., etc. The idea with that one, I was about to order in a load of strimmers. And I thought, hold on now, if I make my display stand, yeah. God forbid somebody breaks in, well, they're just away with all my strimmer stock. So I ordered in the second strimmer rack, and then I kind of looked at the weather. I was like, hang on now, the grass season's about to peter out here. So I ordered in chainsaws instead. So it's just what I do at the end of the evening, the saws all go in there, lock them down. How does it work? Because there's no like roller shutter on the front. I've never actually looked at them. No, I, so I all really it is, like you've got idea. the locks on each end, you flip yeah. it open, and then you've got racks or hooks then, you just slide your saw handle over, and then when you close the lid down over it, there's no way then to slide the saw yeah. off unless they go and cut. Cut through the handles. Yeah, and it's cut, pretty much cut the handles off everything, which is then uh, pretty rubbish. Then. What's been the best thing about starting everything so far? Sense of achievement. Yeah. It's been... Because I've done it for other people over the years, and then it was like... The realization, yes, you can do this for yourself, and it's been—I'm a stubborn fella. It's like get in, get started, get it going, and now I walk through the door and actually go, "This is all mine." Yeah, I've got here. I've done all the shop fittings over Christmas. Yeah, sense of achievement. It's, it's been hard graft, but it's it's getting there now. Was it a bit of a challenge trying to find the units? Oh, it's been—it was a nightmare. When I 
because I was moving and trying to get small old in and that the dream had been small old in, set up a shop, live in the same place, keep your costs down. The absurdity of some planning rules are are just crazy. This is classed as a B2 status business, light industrial or something. Yeah. So they did not want it in the countryside. You would have thought chainsaw, small yeah, engine noise. repairs would be something. No, it was an automatic no with you'd then have to <laughs> apply and petition and all the rest of it. So it was like, right, need to find an industrial unit now because every planning officer you spoke to, you'd find a place, you think, right, maybe we could afford that and you'd look at it. Yeah. I wasn't ringing the bank. It'd ring the planning officer for that area. Maybe, no, that corner's a bit sharp there where you'd pull out and all the rest of it. Want you in industrial estate. That's where you need to be. So it was like, right, driving round. There were signs up to let, to let, to let. Oh, brilliant. You start ringing them. Oh, no, no. Or I was I even had one occasion of viewing booked in. Phone call that afternoon. Oh, it's let, sorry. It's like, well... Yesterday, I viewed, yeah. So uh, it was hard, hard to find somewhere. The unit we looked at opposite us, slightly bigger, that had been let like two weeks before, and the contracts were being signed. And then he said, "Well, actually, the unit opposite is coming up." So it's like, "Yes, I'll allow it." You sure? I said, "I don't care. Yeah. It's a start. Get in. Get the name out there. Get stuff going. See where we end up." Has your partner approved of everything? Because there's been a lot of conversations of, I just want to spend this money, let me just get some more uh, wood for the show. No, no, she's been pretty, pretty good like that. It's been, you know, it's, when am I seeing you? It's like, yeah, yeah I'll just nip down the unit type of thing and yeah. sort things out. Or what time are you coming on? Well, I'm still in the unit. It's, I do the outdoor work as well. So it's like, half time is out, back to the unit, finish something off. Last week it was, I had two streamers dropped off with me on a Friday afternoon. They'd been somewhere else for quite a long time. Yeah. Failed to sort them, M-tronic issues and all the rest of it. And it was, if I drop them Friday, can I have them Monday? Oh, can yeah, not a problem, mate. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> can, uh, if we can't have the two, can you use one to fix, make, make one out of the yeah. two? <laughs> I was like, yeah, drop them with me then. I'll see what I can do. So I came back, worked late, and lo and behold, don't quite, spent a lot of time sorting out what other people had done to then diagnose the fault to fix the fault yeah and lo and behold i had the two of them fixed and when i phoned the lad and said look we're both ready for monday morning what both of them i was like yeah don't ask me how but they are they're both ready so it's it's spending the time down here that's what it's all about so yeah quality of life doesn't really yeah. exist it's work 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 and go from there so when the products come in, how do you not break them out of the box and go, I'm just going to try this for five minutes, uh, knowing you bought it, it's got to be for retail? Because um, I would struggle. It is, it is quite difficult. There's a lot of product testing. Yeah. It's like, well, I got, I'm a believer in if I sell it, I've used it. Yeah. That, that's what kind of is the difference to cutting edge mechanics to some of the other ones. It's I'll go out there using the stores. I've got my tickets. I've got the boots, the helmets. And that way then, when I'm looking at somebody telling them it's a good saw, it's, it's a good saw because I've used it. Yeah. That's my opinion. Not, oh, yeah, you know, I read it in the catalogue. It's... I f I'm going to get a bit of grief from the dealers because I know they do listen to this, but I do think at times they stock products just going, 
Oh well, we've just got it. We'll see if it sells. Yeah. And I've I have purchased. I've, I'll admit, I've purchased still stuff in the past, and I went, "Well, that's absolute crap." But the dealer said it was good, and you look at the dealers and go, "I think you just sold me that to try and hit your sales target." This well, month. there is a bit of that to it, you know, and you got to look at your margins. And I don't think I've ever purposely upsold something. It's a bit of a corny phrase, but I go with a customers for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> so it's like. Don't just sell them the biggest, shiniest thing you can get away with. Get the big wad of cash out their pocket now. Sell them something that they need. Yeah. So sometimes with other places I've worked, they'll come in, you can tell they've you know, they got a bit of money behind them and they're looking at a big pro source. Like, well, actually, what do you want to do with it? Oh, a bit of firewood for around the house. It's, well, yes, you could buy that, but you don't need to. You could buy this and that'll do you just fine. And it's like... Really? It's like, yeah. And then you build up that relationship. So you, they know then, actually, Ali knows what he's on about. He's not out, just empty my wallet, yeah. get them back, and then you can just, you got customer then for life. Because as a tree surgeon, we walk into dealerships and we immediately go, oh, shiny. Right, I need this, I need this, I need that. And you get, you get up to the telling and go, oh, it's two and a half grand I've just spent. Oh, it'll be fine, it's worth it, but it's stuff there. It's, it's a lot of impulse buying with tree surgeons. Yeah. I've seen you've got the Mendels on the shelf and I'm going... Josh, the, the first tree surgeon I worked with, he, he described it as it's a shiny, shiny business. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure how to pitch a shop. And in fairness to him, he said, look, Al, there's no other Arb dealers around. Focus on the Arb boys. And it's like, actually, I can. Because he said, mm. if somebody's got a new anodized carabiner and it's a different colour to the one you've got, it's like, ooh, that's a different colour. Is that new? Is that new? <laughs> so it is very much... And it is a pal to keep up with the latest gadget and all the rest of it. So working with the climbers I do, I'm always like, oh, what's that? Is that new? Oh, what, what's this? Oh, we've got this now. And so that's where I'm picking up the knowledge of the climbing kit is the guy who climbs me now, Kevin, he's an instructor. So he's... I met... The amount of work I was doing, Josh said, right, aerial rescue. So enrolled on the course. That's when I met Kev, the instructor. He now climbs for me. And it's like, yeah, this spit's new out. Oh, don't get that harness in. I've had problems with that. And so it's getting feedback from the boys and, and keeping that shiny, shiny, one step ahead, as it were. But how do you know what products I have on the shelf then? Is it just speaking to the lads you're saying... We're all favourites in this brand yeah. at the moment. When I started off, and if you know your guys could comment of what I would love feedback from the pro boys, what they yeah. want to see on the shelf. Now, not what I'd like to see is kind of like a survey type thing, you know? What what boots, what trousers, what ground saw, what climbing saw, what helmet. Yeah. And then over time we can go, right, well, nobody's wearing that everybody wears this and then just start then you can't keep everything for everyone but i can start narrowing in route the next the next pulleys uh, the next bit along what was the first item that you sold from this very shop oh that's a good question i don't know i can i can see the cogs turning uh, yeah i'm trying <laughs> to think now what would i say <coughs> quite a few stores had gone yeah um this sort of stuff would have been grass, grass boys, strimmers, mowers. Shifted quite a lot of mowers recently. 
done a couple of acclaiming saws. The last one was, was quite funny. Lad, new customer, I knew his face, didn't, didn't know his name. He pulled up outside, walked in. You got a climbing saw in here? I was like, yeah. Have you? He's like, yeah, over there. Oh, what is it? I said, 201, right? Okay. What size bar you got on it? I think I had 12 on it or 14, vice versa. Yeah. He's like, oh, have you got 14-inch bar for it? I said, well, yeah, on the shelf. Oh, have you? And it was, <laughs> they came in, I don't know what sort of, what they're expecting. It was like, yes, I have. And it was a kind of, not a sense of achievement, but yes, I've got what you want. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, it's got a different bar on. Give me five minutes. Swap the bar over, make you up a new chain. Job done. Awesome. I was like, yeah, nice, nice to get the climbing stores going out. We've done a 151 recently. 261's gone. A couple of 500s have gone as well. So when a 500 goes out, that's nice because then it's like money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. It's, I always say this to everyone, I do like the 500. It's just that sore where when we first got it back in, it's been out for a while now, 2019, we, we first got it. It's the next generation of sores. It will change the industry. Yeah. Well, long time ago with a previous employer, I got lucky enough to have a jolly out to Germany on a factory visit. And they had a 362, but running on fuel injection. It was uh, the Ooh, concept saw. Yeah. And it was like, this is what we're working on. So it was, well, is it going to be a 362 on fuel injection? And then lo and behold, then the 500i came out. And that was something I did have to <laughs> run past the missus. I said, um, oh, this new saw, you know, it's going to be the new thing. I might get one. Yeah. And the thought was, because it was quite a good-looking saw, was to put it over the fireplace at home because we got the log <laughs> burner and the, the stone sort of chimney breast and all the rest of it. And I said, would look good up on there with the bar and all the rest of it. Once it arrived, I thought, oh, it's a bit too nice to hang up on the wall. You've got to get this thing going. Yeah. And that was it then. And I've heard some of your other podcasts, and yes, I used it for everything. Little things like yeah, this. You can't help it. I went mad for it. I put a shorter 18-inch bar on it because it came with a 25 on it. And I was like, this is getting a bit ridiculous now. The bar's <laughs> over there somewhere and you're, you're cutting something small. So I put the 18 on it. Oh, I was like, just go all day with yeah. it. It was crazy. Went to one job. It was sort of sorting out somebody's head. All this sycamore was coming out of it. And there's another lad on site. And he had a bit of money and rest. I said, yeah, go on, use a 500, have a go of it. And he's coming back to me five minutes later. I don't know what's going on, Al, but it just won't cut. A great big metal spike in the middle of one of oh. these sycamores, wasn't it? And he had cut the spike clean in half. And he hadn't stopped on the first go. Yeah, he kept go. He kept going. I was like, well, that's done for the day. Yeah, I mean, it was the chain was finished. I think it even cracked one of the links. It was like, right, that off. And we put the 18 on it then just to carry on. But the, it was... Uh, yeah, that was one I had to sort of run past the misses and but no, I love it. Absolutely. We've got behind us Aspen. Yeah. Why aren't more tree surgeons switching to Aspen? I'm I'm fed up hearing the ex the excuse. It's what, eighteen quid for five litres? Yeah. You know, it is more expensive, but with this change in E ten now, yeah, I think it's gonna cause havoc. It's early doors now. I don't know how, what it's like in England with how long it's been there, but re in the area, it's been literally the last month. It pumps have started to change over to E10. Yeah. Through the spring, well, 
through the winter then next spring i'm holding my breath because it's always mainly the homeowners they've parked the stuff up and it's it sits and it goes off that's my main thing because i'm so fed up if machines go out i get a phone call two days later i've cut off the lawn or i've done it i've yeah. gone for quarter an hour 20 minutes and now it's on stop again it's like what's what's changed uh, yeah i've refueled and it's like and you just kind of prompt them along the yeah. conversation until the penny drops so you've put your fuel in it and it's now stopped yeah it's like well do you think there's an issue with your fuel yeah, could there be a connection somewhere oh, oh, oh is it now it's like yeah so for now aspen's in i can do direct to consumer as well so you yeah. don't have to buy five liters at a time if you're a commercial premises get in touch and i can arrange a pallet straight to your door and then when you're buying in bulk i think you've got to get minimum 54 containers whatever style you want so you could either go straight aspen four or aspen two whatever ratios you want straight out so yes it's a big chunk but with the price of fuel changing as much as it is and now all this silliness of panic buying all the rest of it i was gonna say you, you, you've got plenty of aspen and you've got a couple of jerry cans over there i've seen that posted in on social media as well i, I thought oh should we take advantage of the situation i thought well i'll just let people know we've got a few jerry cans <laughs> on the shelf just in case there's people out there panic buying but you know you might have to walk to the job but at least you could get there yeah and you're not going to be breathing in all the, the black, no, I call it. like the blacky gray fumes that come in you don't really get with the aspen stuff with the still the four mix engines i don't know if over the other side of the shop i don't stock the cheap oil yeah i just it's not worth it but i say to people you know you won't buy a ferrari and then go and put oil from tesco in it yeah you put the decent stuff in it so i just haven't stocked the cheaper oil at all it's the hp super for me or now you can get it with the aspen ready to go um the homeowners is where it's going to make the biggest difference. Is there much of a difference between the Aspen and is it the Silmoto mix? Um, Price-wise, I don't think so. I'm sure yeah. the last motor mix I had in, that was the same price as the Aspen. But I've gone with the Aspen because they do the bigger quantities. The 5, 20, 60s, and then I think it's a 200-litre barrel. But then, because of all the lorry driver issues and everything at the moment, what I was told was five litres and litres, not a problem. Barrels, not a problem. Everything in between yeah. is an issue getting both size containers in. So, the first customer I sold Aspen to was actually direct to customer order. So it was 54 containers, yeah. first <laughs> order. So I had mine in, unboxed it, put it all in its container and all the rest of it. And it was like, next one was, can I have 54 containers sent out? So yeah, it's that guy, he had gone out, fueled up in one of the local petrol stations. All three strimmers went on stop, one of the oh. grass boys. And he just drained his fuel out, put some aspen in and they're off to go again. Yeah. So it's it's going to cause problems. What's been your favourite product to come in? Oof. Well, I can't go for still because I go for still all the time. <laughs> uh, I call it the Oshkampoff brand. Oh, the, the, the axes. axes. I just took myself, I sold, went out to site, 
uh, to do a big tree job, big beach removal. I was subbing in to my climber with the chipper. It was his job, as it were. Lovely customer. And he was going to have quite a lot of log. All the tree was staying on site for firewood. Bit of it is going to be milled up because it turned out to be quite nice. So I took a load of the hookaroons and the lifting tongs up. Because it's not until you put them in people's hands and they yeah. shift a log and that light switch, you know, light bulb pings. It's like, oh my God, this is so much easier. So I took up the wooden handle hookaroon, lifting tongs. He had both of those. And I took up the long handled aluminium one. And he was like, oh, I can't justify it with everything else. I said, oh, not a problem, not a problem. And it was sat there on the, next to the truck. I thought, bugger it. I'll treat myself. So I picked <laughs> it up then, and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. I love it. Um, so battery stuff going forward. Yes. Is it the way forward? I would say kind of. It's not going to be a direct replacement for a 500i or 261. It's not there yet. But I've got the MSA 220, I think it is. Yep. I think it is fantastic. You cannot get a better saw next to a wood chipper. Put the ba I've got the two batteries for it, the 300S batteries, and again, it was bought it for myself type of thing for the business. But unless you've used it and you can put it in somebody's hand and go, it will do X, Y, and Z, yes, you can oh, go down the, the catalogue and go, oh, it's got a runtime of this and this. People need to ignore that runtime because you go, oh, it's only got 40 minutes. I'm, I'm doing a six-hour day. I always say to people, right, how many cuts you're going to do in that 40 minutes? Yeah. You're going to do a lot more than 40 minutes worth of cutting because you think cutting a branch, a second, half yeah. a second at most. That's it. Time start by a whole entire tree. It's not 40 minutes. It's, I, it's I, under. I've been amazed with, I'll just keep it by the chipper and yes, was it a six-inch timber wolf? You know, it, they won't swallow yeah. everything you put it towards it. But it is right. There's one which won't feed. Pick it up, cut the branch off, and then it goes. And you're not either a leaving you sort of running all day on the floor, pottering away. Yeah. Price of fuel now. You won't want to do that anyway. <laughs> or it's free pulls, depending on what saw you're running. Your saw starts, and then you cut it, and then you put switch your saw yeah. off, put it back down. Two minutes later, there's another branch, depending who's cutting all the rest of it. I know everybody's got their own little ways of doing it, but I think a battery chainsaw is a lot cheaper than an eight-inch wood chipper. Yeah. So depending how you're setting your business up, how many of you are, if you're a small, like, two-man band, I don't think you can get a better saw. Put it next to the chipper, and you just pick it up, cut it, put it back down, and that's it. Yeah, because when we that. were when we were running, we had the I think it was a one seven one at the time, and it was just literally doing exactly that, just nipping the branches off. Yeah, saved so much instead of picking up like a two six or a equivalent to a two six. Yeah, they're just so much easier. You get a chip out, like you say, a couple of poles and away, and now people are finally switching over to the battery stuff, which it's it's even easier. It's a lot lighter and yeah. it's less fatigue on the operator. Well, I've been amazed with. I sold a long reach battery hedge trimmer to a local garden centre type place, say ah. He said, I've gone all day on a battery app. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, he, he described the jobs he had done. I said, what, he did that much on one battery? Yeah. I said, I'm going out next week. Do you mind if I borrow it? He said, so I'd sold it to <laughs> yeah, him, borrow borrowed it. it back, went out to do a couple of hedge jobs. And I was like, I literally went, 
two gardens, so like yeah. a U-shape, I mean, beach hedges and a bit of all sorts in it, as it were. Two gardens, sides, backs and ups, as it were. I think I'd used two clicks on the battery. I was like, this is insane. And it's not until you're out there using it, you go, actually, this is, it's there now. There's no, as you say, there's no noise. The battery technology isn't there to replace like a 261. No. But they've got their they've got their their place in the job, I would say, definitely. Yeah, because we use Hedgecon as an example. So you started the the cutters, you've gone a few times. Like, um, if you're not watching, I'm trying. Like, how do you describe it on an audio podcast? You've done a couple of cuts. You've done the face of it. Yeah, you've done the face of it. You've done a couple of cuts. You take a couple of steps. The engine's still ticking over, but on electric, you've done the cut. It's completely off. That's it. Yeah. You can do whatever. Then you come back to it and you do it, and that's where it, S- it some lengthens. people were complaining about the because the battery stuff has instead of like your Deadman's lever on a petrol saw and your yeah. trigger, there's three parts to the battery stuff. So you kind of flip one lever and then your Deadman and then your trigger. Yeah. But once so the first sort of ten minutes, I was in a bit of a bit of a fluff with it, trying to hang on now. You got to keep doing all three. But once you've got in the gist of it, you just keep the top one knot forwards, everything stops, take a step, trigger on, and off to go. There's, it just stops dead, there's no noise. It's lovely. Is there some form of secret dealership alliance that you're part of to get as much money as possible out of tree surgeons? It's pretty easy, just put the stuff on the shelf <laughs> and it sells itself. If you've got, like, I'm a still man, you've got yeah. the husky boys, I'm like, oh, you haven't got husky on. It's like, no, I haven't. Uh, you know, everything comes in time, and it is like we said earlier on. You can't stock everything for everyone, no matter what you get. The next guy, I want something else. But the, you know, the hope for next season with the battery stuff, mainly for the grass boys, is I'm going to get a range of the battery equipment in. Right, and boys, I think it's this good. Yeah. Take it with you for the day. Have a go of it. Because with everything which is happening with fuel and the Aspen changeover, and they're like, oh, I don't want Aspen. It's like, well, forget putting your E10 in it. You're going to have to buy the high-octane stuff. Mm. And then it's cost. So the idea is get the battery stuff in, get it in people's hands, take it for the day, see what you think of it. And then pretty sure it will sell itself. That's why I've gone for the higher-end stuff in here. Because I know it's right. And it does the work for you. It's like, there's a saw, there's the equipment, there's the splitting wall, whatever. And it just, get the right product in and it does the selling for you. What's been one product that you've got and went, surely everyone should have this. Why aren't people actually buying more of it? Um, the splitting walls have been a bit slower. But again, it's getting the right, right people in it, that's more of your your homeowners with a bit of cash to spend. The tree boys, yeah, it's a bit of a you know blingy blingy. Maybe yeah. knock a couple of wedges in with it. Because um, I think any climate worth his weight should have at least the saw pod. Yes. And the throw pod because I love the throw pod. I've I haven't purchased a throw bag even though I've got some at home on the set. The brand new, they've not been used for yeah, five plus years. We switched over because I bought the saw pod first and then seen the throw pod. I thought it can't be as good within about two days of using it to climb. I was like, why hasn't everyone got this? This should just be the staple. Get your silky, get your saw yeah. pod, get your throw pod. Well, again, the, that's because I go out doing the tree work as well. It was on site. 
Uh, Matt, one of the young climbers I'd met on the training course, he had a saw pod on his, I think he had it, not on his thigh, on his calf, as it were. So, well, that looks a party, because we were talking about what to get in the yeah. shop and all the rest of it. He said, saw pods, nice company, do, 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 do. I was like, right, okay, looked into it, spoke to him, and as he said, cracking company. Yeah. And they told me about the throw pods as well. I was like, yeah, we'll have a couple of them in. Because I've got a bit of a thing about plastic and trying to cut down. And then it was like, well, the lead free and all the rest. It was like, yeah, we'll have them. But yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've been speaking to Tony. So this is a little glimpse, a little insight to anyone who's listened to the podcast. I'm waiting to, fin- to finalise a date with Tony and Di to come on the podcast. Because it's such a simple idea. Yeah. And all good ideas are really simple. I want to know where it, where it all came from. Because I think he was a tree surgeon as well, wasn't he? He still he's got yeah. the training course still. He still does the training. Do you deliver all over the place? Are you doing online orders yet? Yeah, so the website's there, cuttingedgemechanics.co.uk. That was a bit of a, a proud moment. It's like, actually got a website. Because yeah. all the supplies we talk to, have you got a physical shop as well as online? And it's like, yes, we've got the online. Took a long time to get sorted, the payment solution, and getting the website built. It has been slow, but again, it's wherever you spend the money, getting your Google listings up. One thing picked up on one of your other podcasts oh, about yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, the SEO, getting your Google sorted. So it's like, right, spend a bit of time on that. And it is an investment. you got to pay these companies to get yeah. you up the listings. So have a look on Google, cuttingedgemechanics.co.uk. Website's there. We've got the couriers in place so you can deliver all over the UK. And yeah, still dealer. Everything we've yeah. got is on there. And then more, more to follow. What's your next big purchase for the shop? Oof. What do I want next? <laughs> it's tough. Kind or, of or what, what can you get past yeah, the missus? Um, Silky, they're, they're next on the line. I'd like to get them in store. Because they're smaller items. Silky, definitely. More climbing equipment. That's to come. And then whether I go down the route of track chipper or something, some sort of timber moving equipment is the way I'll, I don't want to give all my all my cards away quite <laughs> yet, as it were. But there's a few, there's lots of suppliers I'm talking to, and it, it's just convincing them now. Now, yeah, let's let's go for it. It'll be insane to come back in a year's time just see what's changed. Well, this is it. I'd like to be a little bit bigger, maybe take over the unit next door as yeah. well and then separate separate out the shop from the workshop. More stuff on the shelves, more clothes out on rails. That's the next thing, clothing rails, get the stuff on display. More trousers, as there's always a way, whatever you got, they yeah. want something else and it's the sizing. So yeah, it's more stock. Alan, how can people get in touch with you to place orders or to see what you've got? Uh... The one I keep on top of the best is WhatsApp. So mobile number, all the details or on Facebook, businesses there, Cutting Edge Mechanics. Trying to think what the Instagram is, Cutting Edge Mech One. Yeah, we'll have it up on the screen. Yeah, so social it. media is Yeah, there's so point. many different ways. Because that's before it used to be landline, back yeah. in my time. <laughs> I'm showing my age now. Then it was mobile number and landline, then it was text. And now the amount of different ways people message you, it's normal text, WhatsApp, Facebook message, business Facebook message, Instagram messages. It's like how many different ways? So yeah, Instagram, WhatsApp is the one I pick up most or just have a look on my website. 
Brilliant. Alan, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm much appreciated. Thanks to our sponsor today, Mediorb, the only first aid kit designed just for our breasts. You'll find them on Instagram at Mediorb Training. I've tested 20 first aid kits over the last few years, and this is the best one on the market. Designed specifically for our sector, Mediorb's got everything you need in an emergency first aid situation, from Celux to Israeli bandages, there are dressings to tourniquets, you name it, Mediorb has it. Forget trying to find the right kit, Mediorb has done all the work for you. Go to Instagram, stick in Mediorb Training, when you buy your Mediorb Trauma Kit, mention all things Orb and get a free gift. Thanks to Mediorb for sponsoring today's podcast.